Hey everyone, Dr. Bronstein here. I just wanted to thank you all again for having such an amazing impact uh, on me um, over the past uh, 15 weeks or so. Uh, the KiddoCast is a labor of love. I do it because um, my mission, vision, and purpose is to help as many people as I can through chiropractic in my lifetime, especially children. And so the KiddoCast is 100% successful because of folks like you spreading the word, sharing with colleagues, sharing with skeptical neighbors. If we can turn one family on to the philosophy of vitalism and chiropractic care so that we can save our generation of kids, I'll have done my job. So thank you very much. I appreciate every single one of you. Enjoy the remaining episodes of this season. Can't wait to see you guys in season three. Take care. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. And guys, real quick, I just want to apologize for the uh, late release of this episode. Had a, uh, a couple uh, um, pretty good-sized changes occur in in my office, all all good changes, um, but uh, took up the bulk of my time in the in the previous week. Um, but uh, the wait uh, will definitely be worth it. Uh, the next three episodes that we have to cap off the KiddoCast are going to be quite amazing. Um, I had a really incredible time recording them, and I know you guys are absolutely going to enjoy them. Uh, to kick off uh, the first of the last three episodes of the season, we have uh, my my good friend, Dr. Nikki Cottis. Dr. Nikki is a Webster certified chiropractor practicing on the Gulf Coast in Gulf Shores, Alabama. She's a graduate of the Penn State University at University Park with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology and a doctor of chiropractic degree from Life University in Marietta, Georgia. She's traveled to the Sichuan province in China to practice chiropractic, and it was in China where her love of pediatric adjusting really blossomed. She adjusted thousands of people from days old and beyond during her time there. Dr. Nikki's first exposure to chiropractic was through her mother, who's been an avid chiropractic patient her whole life. And a sporting, sporting injury and a battle with teenage migraines brought her down the path of chiropractic. And if only someone had told her mom sooner the benefits of chiropractic care for kids, she feels as though she would have skipped through the pain-filled teenage years. That is why Dr. Nikki focuses on children and families in her practice to change children's lives through the power of chiropractic. Dr. Nikki, thank you so much for taking your morning to be with us. I'm sure everybody listening is going to love to hear from you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Um, okay, so you know, it, it occurred to me uh, when we first started recording this season that um, I really needed to have more pep docs uh, on the podcast. And for everybody who's listening, uh, pep is a is a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, it's shorthand uh, for practice evolution, and it's it's really a group of uh, pediatric and family focused chiropractors who are committed. Uh, to raising the bar with respect to uh, care for kids. And, you know, really, you know, the, the old adage, at least in my office, is, you know, let's get chiropractic right first. And I know firsthand that Dr. Nikki has an amazing practice, and she sees lots and lots of kids and really, really helps a lot of people. So I'm, I'm honored and blessed to finally have her on the cast. Um, 
Dr. Nikki, will you give us a brief rundown of uh, kind of what you do in your practice, you know, where, where you're located and, and how that all works for you at your part of the country? Sure. Uh, my practice is Chiropractic Connection. I'm located in Gulf Shores, Alabama. It's a really small town on the coast of Alabama. Um, I've been open for two years. I was an associate for about four years before I ever branched out on my own. Um, we see lots of families. Our focus is family wellness care. See lots of children, um, all ages. But by, by far, my favorite thing to see, though, is when we can get that whole family under care, getting everybody healthy together. Hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about this in the first season. There's definitely something additive um, about seeing multiple people in one family, you know, at the same time. Um it's, it's hard to translate that concept uh, into Western medicine because in Western medicine, everything is so reductionist. And it's not to say that it's not necessary. It's just that you go to the doctor when you got a body part that's fallen off or something isn't working and you take a medication to cover the symptom up or to try to fix the problem from the outside in. But chiropractic care is so much more ethereal. Uh, it's, so much, uh, it's more spiritual in, in a sense. And we find that in our practices, when families are under care together, um, the effects are exponential. Would you Would you agree with that, Nikki? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's so important that, especially this is a small community that I'm a part of. I really feel like I'm doing my part to mm -hmm. help an entire town become healthier, change the school systems, change the church community. Because when everyone's healthy, it benefits entire communities, entire cities, mm -hmm. for sure. That's. I'm glad you brought that up too, because uh, you know my my town is pretty insulated. Um, I live in Grover Beach. You know the population is fairly small. Uh, South County San Luis Obispo is right in the middle of California, about four hours equidistant from LAX and San Francisco. Um, and California is a really, really big state. Uh, we have a lot of demographic and geographic differences between all of our populations. And being in a small town for me was a big change because I grew up in the burbs outside of Los Angeles. And um, being in Grover, uh, as I'm sure it is the case where you live, you know, we know the police chief and the fire chief and we know the mayor and the city council. And we know all the movers and shakers, the people who move the needle for the community. And being a part of that, changing that the healthcare consciousness of that small community is is extremely rewarding um in a way that i felt i wasn't getting by practicing in a big city um i think that education piece though is really what it makes me tick and i'm sure it's what makes you you know and your staff tick as well um, will you talk a little bit about how you are able to educate your community before you even, you know, put your hands on anybody? Yeah, um, I think you said something important about staff. I have an amazing, amazing staff. Um, you've met Christina. She's just super passionate. So even if people are just calling our office for more information, she's able to really walk them through why we're different, what makes us special, what we really focus on in here. Um, but once you get into, you know, taking care of moms and families, moms are a really tight-knit group of people. And so if you do something that they like or they feel like they need in their life and they value, they're going to tell their mom friends and their mom friends. And then that's really how you make a difference in the community is this word of mouth and people talking about what's going on in this office. It's 
it's masterful chiropractors that really, you know, as I said before, move the needle. And it's not necessarily because we blast people with concepts that they may be resistant to. It's more that results in chiropractic, especially when it comes to taking care of kids, are irrefutable. And when those results become self-evident in a small community, as you said, when, you know, in our practice, we see a lot of sensory kids. Um, we, we see a lot of kids who have been diagnosed on the spectrum. We see kids, you know, who, who show up with really, you know, crazy previously diagnosed illnesses that um, most docs are saying, well, this is just something they're going to have to deal with. And when we start to see things change for the better, um, parents have a way of understanding the major premise in chiropractic better than any chiropractor could ever explain it to them. And you're right. Moms, they're the keepers of the sacred trust. Moms are the ones who hold the keys to the kingdom with regards to their family's health care, which is why our practices are full of moms and full of kids and very few dads. Um, at least that's the way my practice is. And I'm sure yours is fairly similar. Um, I find that moms are able to communicate that major premise of vitalism and chiropractic so much better because they see it through the eyes of their kids in a way that's so much more meaningful. And it's not to say that dads can't do this. Certainly being a chiropractor has made me a better dad, but you know, that major premise, which is essentially that, you know, in, in, in human physiology, everything, everything happens for a reason, right? The universe has order and our bodies are built most importantly to be healthy. Um, it changes the whole dialogue, uh, right, Doc? I mean, is that what you're seeing I, down there? Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, I'm a 32-year-old female. Um, I've been married for about a year and a half. I have no children. So when I first was in practice by myself, I kind of felt awkward giving <laughs> advice to moms, not being a mom myself. So I really had to rely on the fact that results are what will, you know, be most beneficial to these moms. They don't want to hear my opinion right. on really anything. Right. They want to know that this can be helpful, how it can help. And then once you get the results, that's when they start kind of talking around the community. Yeah. And so, and this is, this is great. Okay. So you, you obviously know me, you know where I stand on a lot of this stuff when it comes to kids. And it's really hard, I think, for parents to make that leap because a lot of parents, especially millennial parents, they really want to see the proof before they're able to make that that jump into the experiential side. Meaning they, they have a hard time in a lot of cases coming to a chiropractic office because they're like, well, why doesn't everybody talk about chiropractic as though it's like the bee's knees? Why don't we have any good research? Why, you know, why don't pediatricians and OBs get along with chiropractors in general? And um, I have a couple of ideas about this, and I, I think uh, I'm going to use you as a sounding board as a fellow practice evolution doc. Um, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but I think I think it's well, okay. So there's there's a couple common denominators. So as a parent, if you're listening, we've talked about this in the past, but let's talk about it today. Um, knowing how to choose the right chiropractor for your children um, that is a it is a really really hard nut to crack. And my opinion, frankly, is that there's there's really a couple things that you need to look for. And Nikki, I'm, I'm really looking to you as well to to bounce some ideas off me. Um, but the first is you got to be trained. Um, in chiropractic, we do not have the same board certifications that you would have in medicine. And so training um, is a matter really of three legs of the evidence-based stool. It's using evidence-informed techniques and approaches. Um, it's 
having some credentialing uh, that allows you to go through the process of peer review. ICPA is certainly um, the pinnacle, uh, I believe, in our profession right now. So if you're out there, you can go to the ICPA webpage and look to see, you know, who is Webster certified, like Dr. Nikki, uh, who has certification through the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics um, and beyond. Um, who has experience, uh, who's been seeing kids for a long time or is, you know, mentored or apprenticed uh, under a doctor who sees uh, tons of kids. Um, and furthermore, what I would tell parents is uh, make sure you have a finely tuned BS detector um, because there there are there are a lot of things in all uh, forms of medicine and healthcare that can be pretty shady. And if you have a um, an inkling or a little itch that maybe something is off, uh, then it probably is, in, in my opinion. Uh, I'm coming off of a screening uh, yesterday, Dr. Nikki, where um, I, uh, I went to a mom's group that is probably responsible for about 50% of all my referrals in my practice. And I spoke to um, probably about a dozen moms over the course of maybe about an hour and a half, two hours, who uh, maybe half of them had been to a chiropractor before. And like you, um, these moms had never been told uh, that they could bring their kids in to see a chiropractor. Um, and furthermore, there were a couple moms who I spoke to who had taken their kids to see a chiropractor because it was the thing to do, but there was no exam. Uh, yep. There was no long-term schedule of care. There was no prognosis. There was no diagnosis, even if it was just subluxation patterns. Um, and that's a, that's a big problem because the whole point of what we're trying to do in our practice is to get kids to the point where they don't need intensive chiropractic care anymore, right? Definitely. So let's let's talk a little bit about this. Where you live in a small town in the south, um, how do you feel the best way to communicate this message is, and how we how can we empower our moms uh, to make those appropriate decisions and find the right chiropractors for their kids? I think that the best way to get the chiropractic message for kids out is through the why. I think if moms really understand why you know, every person, every child needs chiropractic care, then it's a lot easier for them to say, okay, that makes sense. I'm totally going against the grain by doing this, but I understand why this is so beneficial. Um, doing things out in the community, doing talks, doing talks in our office, you know, we do a special appointment for all of our new patients. That's really where we get the opportunity to explain to parents more so on the nervous system and how it affects children and even before kids' um, conception, how important that is in chiropractic care before conception, chiropractic care throughout pregnancy, all of that, super important. So what is, what is that why, Nikki? What is, what is the why to you? Because I have obviously my opinions, um, but I think the biggest leap for parents is how does a subluxation affect health? Um, and for all intents and purposes, let's keep it simple for our listeners. A subluxation is a misalignment or a movement problem in the spine that has a neurological consequence. So it can irritate a nerve, um, but more importantly, that movement can send bad information up to the brain about where the human is in space, which is more important in terms of nutritional value to the brain than any other stimulus uh, there is. So, so draw a line for our listeners. How okay. does adjusting the spine improve a child's health? Well, when you're correcting subluxations, your nervous system's able to work better. Your brain can talk to all of your cells better. 
Um, especially in children, a lot of kids don't have symptoms, but subluxations are there. They're a very real thing. They start when they're very, very young. And if you can find those subluxations when they're young, you can prevent the symptoms from ever even being a thing mm-hmm. to stop things from happening. And so I find that a lot. I'll meet people and they know I see kids and they'll say, well, you know, thank God my child doesn't have these and we don't need to go to a chiropractor. But really, it's missing the big point because every child needs to be checked because most kids do have subluxations. And if you're catching those before they become a problem, you're potentially saving this kid from medications, from being sick. And that's just where I come from. Um, I'm really fortunate. My mom raised us really naturally. We, you know, we weren't allowed to have soda. We had a two cookie limit. I still adhere to. (laughs) But... No one ever told her when her kids were sick and suffering that you can take them to a chiropractor. And she had been seeing one as long as I can remember. My mom's been getting adjusted. She had no idea, though, that chiropractic was great for kids, was necessary for kids. So I was on a bunch of medications growing up because no one ever spoke up and said, hey, instead of, you know, putting your kid on these medications for migraines, take her to a chiropractor, you know. Let them help her. Let them find the cause of what's happening mm. and change her life. Mm-hmm. We take it for granted. Um, we live in an era of direct-to-consumer advertising and Dr. Google. And uh, in North America, it's, I mean, we're really at an all-time low. I mean, I don't want to be that doom and gloom guy, but I'm, you know, I, I was I was on a podcast uh, interview with Mary Flannery, who, for everybody listening, you'll already have heard this this episode by this point, but... Mary is such an exquisite storyteller when it comes to, you know, describing the millennial plight. And I find that our generation is so consumed with, what's the word I'm looking for? Just trying to, trying to, to, to write our own story at the expense of what's actually true. Um, it's there is a little bit of entitlement in there for sure, but I think parents are so distrustful of authority in our generation that they do everything that they can to discover the truth on their own. The problem is it's not that simple, it's not that easy. Uh, and so when chiropractors come in and they start talking to parents about the major premise, which is that their kids are are really built to be healthy, it throws everything into upheaval. Right, because they're so used to thinking, okay, well, my kid is autistic, and or my kid is CP, or my kid is constipated, or my kid can't latch. Well, that's totally normal because everybody has that problem. Well, no. Then chiropractor comes and says, well, actually, no, your child is programmed from birth, actually from conception, to maximize their survival potential. Um, and they start really kind of thinking like, oh, well, wait, wait a second. Maybe it's not about giving my kid more things from the outside in. Maybe it's more about honoring my child's ability to actually do this and giving them a fighting chance to be healthy. So in a lot of ways, chiropractic care uh, is about removing interference, right? Then it is about adding yes. an adjustment. Um, I tell my patients, and they all know this, you know, the goal is not to adjust a patient, right? An adjustment is a bad thing. It means you're subluxated. The goal is to have them walk out and walk into the office and not need one. Um, and I think once parents see that, they flip the script a little bit and they realize, you know what, I, I don't know if I really need to give my kid antibiotics every single time they're sick, right? Which is surprisingly, you know, the, the, the correct course according to the Academy of, uh, of Pediatrics, right? Right. Um, I'm interested to see or to hear a little bit more about kind of what you see in your office um, 
I know you got a big office. You got a really busy office. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what you've been seeing and what parents are, are bringing you these days. Okay. I want to hit on something you said just real quick sure. about the normalcy. Yeah. What I see a ton, too, in my practice is even in adults, ask them surgeries. Oh, just my tonsils mm. when I was younger. Mm. Just tubes when I was younger. Mm. Oh, just a C-section. Mm. Like, all of these surgeries have become so normal mm. in our society that it's people really think, oh, it's the only way. Um, but with that being said, we see kids, the, I would say the number one symptom kids come in here for is ear infections. Mm. I mean, I don't know if there's something in the water or what, but it's like every child who comes here has an ear infection. And a lot of times we get these kids when they're on the verge of tubes. And it's really sad because sometimes, you know, we've waited to a point where they can't always be helped in time. And it's really sad and it's frustrating. But that's why I feel like it's so important to get the message out um, that the earlier we can see kids, the better off they'll be to prevent these issues from happening. Um, a lot of colic too, mm. not sleeping babies, fussy babies. Um, and then of course, pregnant moms and mostly our pregnant moms are, it's really cool because they're actually patients before they get pregnant. Mm. So I love that mm. because they're, it's like, yes, you're going to get adjusted your whole pregnancy mm. because you've already been doing it. Mm. You understand how important it is. And then, you know, once your child's born, you're going to get your child checked too. Yeah. It's just what they do. <laughs> Yeah, chiropractors are always the first ones to hear from their moms. Um, hey, by that the way, we're pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, we talked about this on a previous episode. Yeah, and um, I love it. You know, and it, you know, we talked a little bit about this in the past uh, with with a few other folks talking about how, you know, it's it's kind of taboo in our culture to announce that you're pregnant until you get past the first trimester. But most of my moms, in my experience. They want to tell everybody. I know it's an exciting time, and you're right. But we've become afraid that you can't say anything until right. a certain time, just in case something happens. And then you know right. it's supposed to be quiet and like a stigma to things when it should be celebrated that people are pregnant. Totally, yeah. And I find you know, especially when you've been in practice for a long time, you know, you see multiple pregnancies. You know, I've had four uh ohs or oopses already this year, but they're not really oopses. They're well, yeah, we weren't really planning to get pregnant, but awesome. We're ready to go. This is round three. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, some of my listeners know this, but I, I've completed some doula training in the past couple of months and learning how to honor mom's space, um, hold space, you know, and, and really just honor their experience from the minute that they've conceived all the way through their pregnancy, their delivery and the postpartum period uh, as a male has been just a fascinating, fascinating experience, you know, learning to develop an empathy for pregnant mamas that is not implicit in, a, in male DNA um, has been an incredible journey and in, in really seeing and, and, and I guess just being proud and happy for these moms going through that process, especially in the first trimester where sometimes things just aren't as comfortable as they would like them to be. Um, is, is an amazing honor and a privilege. And we also know that when we get moms who have gone through multiple pregnancies, they get into the chiropractic office and Webster moms specifically tend to have pretty darn awesome deliveries. Awesome. Yeah. Right? Fast, it's, easier births for sure. For sure. Yeah. And it's not statistically, you know, an absolute uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, I know you see this. I see it as well. Moms who are under care, you know, from the very beginning, even into preconception, tend to have much better, smoother, non-invasive 
deliveries, which is not only good for mama, but it's also incredibly important for baby because baby developmentally needs to have that engagement that baby needs to have that process of being uh ideally loa um in vertex and engaging appropriately and allowing those cranial plates to overlap and jumpstart everything neurologically for them and it's it just makes such a huge difference babies who are born at home vaginally the ones who are under uh, at least moms who are under care in in my office from the very beginning they the babies tend to be considerably healthier and this sets up a multi-generational uh trajectory change in terms of health, right? Because then they will be able to deliver babies that are healthier and their babies will be able to deliver healthier babies. And we'll be able to change this trend where, you know, our generation is the first generation in a really long time that won't, you know, have the same life expectancy as our parents. Right. So, um, I know you see, you see neonates, right, Nikki? Yes, absolutely. Um, how, how early do you, do you typically check these babies when your moms are under care? Um, a couple months ago, we checked a baby about three hours after she was born. Mm. Um, typically mom's bringing them in a couple days after mm. they're born. Once they, you know, get settled in at home and everything's back to normal, normal, I say normal, but mm-hmm. <laughs> as normal as it can be after having a newborn, they'll bring them in, get them checked out, get them adjusted. Mm. And you find for folks who are just tuning in, um, well, what is what does an adjustment look like on a newborn to you? Because I know what it feels like to me, and I know the way that I do it. But again, I'm I'm a dude, and I have different energy right. that goes into caring for babies. And not to say that you know the adjustment that I deliver is any better or worse. It's just it's different. Um, as as a woman, um, really, kind of where's your headspace, and what is what does that look like uh, to parents who've never seen it done before? Well, it's extremely gentle. It looks gentle. It is gentle. It's totally different than if you've ever seen an adult get adjusted. Um, you know, there's I do a full analysis, an exam on babies, find their subluxations. But when I'm doing an adjustment on a newborn, it's really it's the highest honor that a mom can entrust you with. You know, they're handing you over this brand new human being and saying, okay, check my child and make sure that they're going to enter this world and grow up subluxation free. And, you know, you just look at this baby and it's, it's by far the biggest calling that we have as chiropractors. And it's, it's just truly, it's an honor mm-hmm. to check babies. It is absolutely a calling. Um, for parents who are listening, you know, I, I find that a lot of the time, you know, parents will wait to bring their children to a chiropractor until they've exhausted all their other options. And so to be fair, you know, in the, in the practice I have, I'd say a good majority of the children that I see have had symptoms, right? Parents are like, oh, my kiddo has an ear infection or my kiddo is not pooping or my kiddo is colicky. I need a chiropractor because my friend had this experience and said the chiropractor helped. But what we're missing, I think what's being lost in translation, and ultimately I think what the goal of this podcast is, is to let parents know that chiropractic care is lifetime care. In the same way that dentistry is lifetime tooth care, chiropractic care is lifetime spine and nervous system care. And it's not about abortive or acute pain relief by any stretch of the imagination. Now, to be fair, you know, adults who have been adjusted, you know, they report a pretty good history of feeling better after an adjustment. Um, but that's not the point, right? I've said it once and I'll say it again. Chiropractic care for back pain is like going to the gas station for the coffee. It totally bemoans or misses the point. When we see young babies, 
subluxations in most cases are chronic now at birth. Uh, Dr. Stanton uh, was talking about this um, in a previous episode, and I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, because of the way that moms uh, are changing, because of the stress that they're under, because of the increases in, in pelvic floor instability, because of sitting and deconditioning, um, you know, because of mechanical stressors and trauma in their own births. Uh, babies are showing signs of chronic subluxation from the day that they're being born, which means that, you know, we're setting the snowball in motion right now. By the time we get a baby that has had symptoms for a while, um, it means that alarm has been going off for a while, but it doesn't mean that that's when the problem started. In most cases, the problem predates the symptom by, by quite a long distance. So regardless of how the delivery is, regardless of what symptoms mom or baby has, getting to that baby as soon as humanly possible and trying to correct that course uh, prevents a lifetime of subluxation chronicity. Um, I was just talking to a mama yesterday, one of our oopsie mamas who um, been taking care of you know, her daughters since they were basically born. Um, I actually got to check her most recent daughter at about 15 minutes, I think, um, called her midwife and then called me. And by the time both of us arrived, baby was there. Um, and being able to, to check the baby in their home at that moment was probably one of the, the best experiences I've ever had in my lifetime. And it was such an amazing experience for baby because this kid is like the perfect Cairo baby, right? Doesn't wear shoes, met all of her benchmarks, eats clean food, still breastfeeds, like does everything that you need to do to honor that inborn innate wisdom to stay healthy. Um, it's just Cairo kids are just different, you know, they're just different. I could not agree with that more. Sometimes, you know, I talk to my husband and we talk about when do we want to have kids, that kind of thing. And one day he said, well, why do you want to have kids? I said, Jonathan, I feel like we have, this like cutting edge advantage. I'm like, we both get adjusted. I'm like, I feel like if we have a child, there'll be a special child because there, they will be an advantage. They'll have been adjusted. They'll have a, you know, good birth, good prenatal care, all of that. So chiropractic kids are just, they're special. Yeah, they absolutely are. And, um, you know, it's this this is really a call, you know, to our parents who are listening. You know, if you've you've never been to a chiropractor, but you're you're kind of on the fence, you know, you want to you want to learn more about it. I think there's really two things you can do. Um, Number one, doctors like myself and Dr. Nikki, we run workshops in our offices uh, on the regular. Um, I personally do two a month um, and they're complimentary and I do them on purpose because if everybody understood chiropractic care, they'd all be going to a chiropractor already. Um, when I first graduated from chiropractic college, I was of the opinion that chiropractic care is just the thing and people will get it and they'll just show up and they'll make sure they're getting checked. But that's what <laughs> that, I mean, the reason that we're in this predicament in terms of healthcare in the United States, we have the lo- the, the, the lowest ranking in terms of com- uh, uh, maternal and infant mortality in the Western world. Um, it's because we think we know everything, right? It's because we spend more time on TV and on the internet reading, you know, paid for advertising with respect to things like vaccination and medication uh, than we do honoring our inborn innate wisdom to be healthy. Um, and so if you're on the fence, reach out to a chiropractor in your community that you know is taking care of kids and go to a workshop. You know, most of us do these things. Learn a little bit more about how chiropractic care works without necessarily making yourself vulnerable. Um, Nikki, do you do workshops every two weeks as well? We sure do. We have one tonight. 
perfect. Every other Thursday. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure Nikki's is, is fairly similar to mine. Um, but yeah, reach out and, and absolutely do that. Um, furthermore, you know, I, I think one of the things that I tell people who are a little skeptical about chiropractic care is if you can, if the doctor is willing, and we have a teaching clinic, um, I have two residents in my clinic that are in their first year of practice. And my patients all know that, and they all really love to tell people about their experiences. Go in and, and observe. Um, if it's, you know, if it's something that the parents are okay with and the doctor is okay with, um, I tell patients who are, are skeptical of chiropractic care, you really need to see two things happen to understand how chiropractic care works. See an animal get adjusted by a master animal chiropractor and see a child, young baby get adjusted by a master pediatric chiropractor because these, these, you know, these organisms, these beings don't have the same type of, you know, cognitive dissonance or, or, or brain development, uh, that, uh, that adults do. And so the effects are so much more evident. They're so much more evident. And so um, it, th those are my, my pieces of advice. Nikki, do you have anything to add to that if, for p skeptical parents out there? Um, I think everything you said is great. You know, if you're looking for a chiropractor, I think the minute you walk into someone's door, you can kind of tell <laughs> if they see kids. <laughs> and like our office radiates that we see kids. There's a play area. There's kids' tables. There's toys. Mm. There's stuff everywhere crayons mm. on the floor mm. um we usually walk in and you can tell that <laughs> someone sees kids or they can just say they see kids and there's a big difference mm. in that so if you're skeptical i would definitely do your research a lot of times it's not even just a matter of asking your friends because your friends may not even really know the best options but mm. calling around asking questions asking the front desk questions if you call and someone says hey do you do, does your doctor see kids? And they're like, um, let me ask. It's probably a bad sign. Right. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know as well as I do that, you know, when you walk into a, a pediatric chiropractic practice, it is way, way different. I, I tell my adults that I take care of that, you know, I treat adults um, and not, not treat in the medical sense, but I, I treat them uh, as big kids as opposed to kids the opposite way around. Because ultimately, you know, those of us who are trained in pediatric care, um, we're looking at neurological benchmarks first and foremost. And so if we see an adult that is his problems, I'm going all the way back to the birth and I want to see what neurological benchmarks are being missed, what are showing up. Uh, in terms of primitive reflexes and all sorts of other things. Like postural things can be 40, 50 years old in some cases. And so my practice is built around children. Um, I want my adults to play when they're in my office versus yeah. I don't want my kids to grow up in my office. You know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely. I, I totally agree. You know, we, the type of office that we have is a safe space for breastfeeding. And so on any given day, like it was yesterday, um, after I took six days off for vacation, uh, you know, moms are in the front, their, their boobs are out, they're breastfeeding their kids. They're talking about birthing experiences. They're being a part of our community. And so you walk into an office where that's not allowed. You're probably in the wrong place. You know, I was smiling while you were talking about, you know, parents having that sort of BS detector and that fine tuned understanding of whether or not they're in the right place. I got back from my screening yesterday and I didn't realize for my entire afternoon shift that I had barf on my shoulder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if your doctor's not getting pooped or barfed on, on a daily basis, then you're probably in the Sorry. wrong place. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, that, that was, that was a really great, uh, great talk, Nikki. I really, really appreciate you for taking the time. Um, one more time, why don't you give everybody who's listening in the South specifically, uh, specifically in Alabama, um, a way to contact you, uh, so that if they have children who are interested in, in getting checked, you can, uh, you can get over to Nikki's office. 
Um, you can check out our website. It's CairoConnectGulfShores.com. That's G-U-L-F Shores.com. We also have an Instagram. We're really active on Instagram. That is GS. And so we post on there almost every single day. Different things are happening in the office, community events. Really, Instagram is a big venue for us to kind of show people what's happening, um, especially within the community. Um, or our office telephone number is also on our website there. You can just give us a call, ask us any questions you might have. Of course, if you're far away from us, we'd be glad to help find you someone in your area that does what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to uh, tell Christina um, hello. We miss her oh, well. and her ridiculous <laughs> southern accent. Um, <laughs> and I'll be looking forward to seeing both of you guys in Salt Lake City in a very, very short period. Um, all right, guys, when you uh, when you listen to this content and you you enjoy it like we do, um, you have a passion uh, for healthcare of children, a passion for chiropractic, a passion for all things natural. Um, we want you to share this content. Please uh, get it out to Instagram, get it out to Twitter, get it out to Facebook. Use the hashtag normalize chiropractic or uh, normalize normal, which uh, Dr. Stan coined um, a little while back. And make sure you turn your friends onto chiropractic care. Uh, it, it can absolutely save lives. And we hope that this podcast will, uh, will help spread that message. Um, so thank you guys. Until next week, uh, that's it. Thank you, Dr. Nikki, for being a part of this podcast. Thank you so very much. It was a pleasure. All right, guys. Bye-bye.